0: Welcome to Victory Church Podcast. At Victory, we are committed to connecting people to God, His church, and their purpose. For more information, visit victorychurch.net.au. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. You know, I don't know about you, but uh, this COVID period has been a difficult time. It seems like COVID has changed everything, and yet that's an overstatement because not everything has changed. It can feel a bit like even though not everything has changed, some things have changed permanently. And whenever there's a permanent change, there's always a grief and a loss process that's attached to that. And so I don't want to minimise the season that we have been in. And, And Bethany's testimony is exactly that. It's a testimony of the goodness of God and the goodness of God's people through a tough season. And yet at the same time, the season's changing. Do you feel it? Do you feel that the season is changing? I'm not just talking physically. Yes, spring is here. It's definitely getting warmer. It's definitely getting lighter. Definitely new life is coming. For those of you who are gardeners, I'm not a gardener, but for those of you who are gardeners, the garden is coming out of that dormant phase that it's been in over winter. There's new life that's coming. And as a church, we can see that new life in the natural, but we also see it coming in the spiritual we see that a new season is about to come open. And so as a leadership team, because we feel like we're moving into this new season, we wanted to bring that attention back to the Holy Spirit. We want to start talking about the third person of the Godhead. Scripture reveals to us that that God is in three persons. We have God the Father, God the Son, Jesus, and God the Holy Spirit. We know that The Father, Father God, helped or not helped, planned out creation, planned out salvation, planned out our lives and the goodness that He wants us to walk in. Jesus came as God on earth some 2,000 years ago. But after dying for our sins, He ascended back into heaven. And so when we talk about the Holy Spirit, we're talking about the God who is here with us now. The God who is present with us now. You see, the Holy Spirit is the third person in the Trinity, not the third wheel of the Trinity. It's not like God the Father and God the Son who are sitting in heaven going, hey, we want to spend a bit more quality time together. Let's send the Holy Spirit to earth. Let's just push Him out there. No, no. From before our universe was even created, God the Father, God the Son and God the Holy Spirit were in perfect relationship for an eternity before we were even here. The Holy Spirit is fully God. He has the same attributes as God. He's eternal. He's all-knowing. He's all-powerful. He's fully present. You know, when Jesus was here some 2000 years ago, He was limited to a physical body but not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit can be everywhere all at once. Can you imagine what it would look like if Jesus was still here on the earth today in a physical body? Imagine the queues that you would have to be in to be able to see Jesus. Now, I'm told that the queues at Disney World are really, really long. But could you imagine what the queue would look like to line up to see Jesus if He was still here in bodily form? So because of that limitation amongst others, Jesus said, it's better that I go so that I can spend, send the Holy Spirit to be with you. And so we wanna draw our attention back to the Holy Spirit today because when you hear words like, I, I felt God say to me, or this, spirit, this uh, scripture just sprang out at me in the Bible. That's the work of the Holy Spirit right here, right now. And so we're wanting to bring the focus back in so that we can better engage with the Holy Spirit, so that we can not treat him like the third wheel, but actually bring him front and centre back into our lives. Because when we engage with the Holy Spirit, we're better able to cope with what life throws at us. You see, just so that we're just a bit clear about what this series is, I'm going to tell you right now from the outset, this series is not going to be exhaustive. I am not going to answer every single question you have about the Holy Spirit. If I could tell you everything there was to know about the Holy Spirit, then that would make me God. And you know me too well. You know that I am definitely not God. This series is not about us gaining more knowledge about the Holy Spirit. Because we don't need to know more about the Holy Spirit. We need to know the Holy Spirit more. We don't need head knowledge. We need to know that He's right there with us. And we need to allow Him to outwork in our lives as well. So this series is going to be all about how we engage with the Holy Spirit. How we deal with the Holy Spirit practically in our everyday life. And to start the series off today, I want to talk about how the Holy Spirit is working for my salvation. When we talk about our salvation, there's a past, a present, and a future aspect to our salvation. See, I can definitively look back to a point in history when I was 10 years old, when a semi-trailer came around to the town that I was living in and in the back of the semi-trailer, it was decked out like a mini church. And in an after-school program, in the back of a semi-trailer in Pinaroo, I realised that I needed Jesus in my life. Do you know what? That's what's so important about KidGo. You know, we don't put on KidGo to say, hey, parents, get kids off your hands for a day. Although that is good. It's all about kids being able to engage with a God who loves them in a meaningful way that's relevant to them. That's why we do Kid Go. Because some of those kids who are 10 years of age, who have a revelation of God, will one day be on a platform sharing about the love of Jesus. There is definitely a past aspect to my salvation but there's also a present aspect to my salvation. You see, the goal of our faith is Jesus Christ himself. And so the Holy Spirit is working on me constantly to take off the rough edges, to take off those things that are in my life that aren't of God or aren't fully what they should be. And so the Holy Spirit works with me whilst I'm alive. He is saving me daily when I engage with him. It's a process that we call sanctification. The point that I can look to in history is called justification. At that one moment, instantaneously, I was made right with God. All of my sin, past, present, future, dealt with in a moment right then and there. But sanctification is a process and it's gonna take me the rest of my life as the Holy Spirit continues to work on me and in me to transform me more into the image of Christ. The future aspect of my salvation, there is coming a day when either I die and go to be with God or when Jesus comes back to take me home where I will be saved, removed from the very presence of sin, to spend an eternity with God in heaven, where there's no sickness, no disease, no weeping. A place where we can see God fully, where we can know God and be fully known by God, face to face. And so we're in this present phase right now where the Holy Spirit is working To save me, this sanctification process. And as I work with the Holy Spirit, He continues to make me better. You see, as good as I am, I can be better. As much as I desire to change, my desires also hinder that change. As much as I want to trust God, I also want to be in control and so there is this tussle and it's the engage it's engaging with the ever-present holy spirit that brings the perspective and the balance into my life and so today we're going to look at how the holy spirit is saving us and the first way that he saves us is that he convicts us yeah that's not a good place to start who likes being convicted Not many of us. Bear with me, don't check out at this point. Online, don't check out at this point because it gets better. John 16, verses seven to eight. But in fact, it is best for you that I go away. This is Jesus talking to his disciples. Because if I don't, the advocate won't come. If I do go away, then I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world of its sin And of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. Bear with me because conviction is actually a good thing. I know you don't believe me yet, that's okay. Bear with me. A few years ago, I was chatting with someone and they were literally talking about this verse. They were telling me that they actually don't like this verse, they were telling me that they actually find this verse offensive. They didn't like the idea of God convicting them. And let's face it, that's most of us. And so we talked a bit around it and said, okay, well, why is that? Where does that come from? And what they were able to do is that they were actually related it back to a story from when they were growing up. They had a teacher in a particular year who every time would just continually point out their faults. And so every time they did something wrong, the teacher would point their finger and go, hey, That's not right. Hey, stop doing that. Hey, wrong. Hey, what do you think you're doing? Hey, where are you at? And the more I spoke with this person, what we realised is that they'd taken that teacher laid that on top of God. You see, their thought about God, their concept of God, was that God is a mean, angry person who's just waiting for you to stray outside the line a little bit before getting hit with the big stick and go, hey, no, 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 wrong. Which begs the question what's your concept of God today? How do you view God today? Because if you see conviction as a good thing or a bad thing, is going to depend completely on how you see God. You see, if you see God as the angry taskmaster just waiting to point a finger at you, then you're going to see conviction as a bad thing. Or maybe you just ignore this verse. Maybe God is like a big piñata to you. And if you keep whacking that thing often enough, then the goodies are going to come out sooner or later. Maybe your concept of God is that he's distant or aloof, not really caring, just set the world in motion and away it goes. Maybe your concept of God is that he's your afterlife insurance policy. Don't know what's going to happen here, but if I pay my premium on earth, then ticket punch to heaven. Maybe your concept of God is just as a life enhancement for here. you know what? If I get a bit of God in my life here, then I get a few friends here and I get to hang out with some cool people here. And I'm here to say, you know what? If that's your concept of God, if any of those are your concept of God, we're not gonna see conviction in the right light because your view of God colors absolutely everything. Your view of God will colour how you see life events. It will colour how you see relationship. It colours how you read scripture. The God I know is none of those things. The God I know is one of love. The God I know is one who is actually championing us forward. One who wants the best for us. One who is always trying to work for our good. You see... When we talk about conviction, the Holy Spirit does not stand from the front and point at you. The Holy Spirit stands alongside you, puts his arm around you and points to Jesus. You know what? I know there's stuff in your life that's not quite right you know what, I know this is tough right now, but Jesus, He's just there. Will you make a decision now? Oh, look, I know it's not great, but come on, the future is brighter. The future is better. The Holy Spirit is not gonna point the finger at you. The Holy Spirit is always gonna point the finger at Jesus because that's where the solution is. That's where the answer to our problems lie. The conviction that the Holy Spirit brings is one of love that gives us a solution. You know, it's all well and good to say that, but there are times where I feel like the finger's pointing at me. That happens. Satan is called the accuser of the brethren. And when Satan speaks, the finger is going to be pointed at you. Sometimes I point the finger at myself. When I fail to live up to my own expectations, the finger yep. points back at me. Sometimes it's because of others. If I let someone down, their finger might be pointed at me. But the Holy Spirit is always going to point to Jesus. Romans 8.1 says that there is no condemnation for those who belong. Christ Jesus. The Holy Spirit convicts, but He never condemns. To be condemned means that there's no way out. A condemned man is someone who's sentenced to death. But for a Christian, we're not sentenced to death, we're sentenced to life. You see, my sin has been nailed to the cross with Jesus. My sin might condemn me, but my sin has been dealt with. It's gone. The Holy Spirit is always going to point towards Jesus. Conviction is actually a good thing. Why? Because I wouldn't know how good my God was or is if I didn't know the depth yeah. of my own sinfulness. If I didn't know my need of a saviour, then I don't need a saviour. Yeah. But God's conviction helps to save me by pointing towards Jesus always. Always. The Holy Spirit, in helping to save me, also renews. In 2 Corinthians, verse 4, 16 to 18 in the message, it says, so we're not giving up, how could we? Even though on the outside, it looks like things are falling apart on us. On the inside, where God is making new life, not a day goes by without His unfolding grace. These hard times are small potatoes compared to the coming good times, the lavish celebration." that God has prepared for us. There's far more here than meets the eye. The things we see now are here today, gone tomorrow, but the things we can't see will last forever. You know, I don't wanna minimise COVID. We have to do what we have to do to comply so that we can keep gathering. I don't wanna minimise that. But at the same time, I also feel like we need to be reminded of a few things today. Because our biggest problem is not a virus. Our biggest problem is the sin that separates us from the love of Christ. Can I remind us today, that sin has been dealt with. We are the church. Greatness lives inside of us. The Holy Spirit is with us in all that we're trying to do. The Holy Spirit is creating new life in us. We're the hope of the world. Have we forgotten how big our God is? Have we forgotten that the same power that lives in us rose Christ from the dead you know what there's a new season coming that as we engage with the Holy Spirit he's going to renew what's happening in our lives the Holy Spirit opened my eyes to Jesus the Holy Spirit has made us alive you know what I may not be where I want to be But thank God, I'm not where I was. The Holy Spirit is continuing to transform, continuing to renew. Why do we focus so much on the small potatoes, as Scripture says? Do you know what? If you hold a small thing right here, you can't see anything else. And I feel like for some of us, we've held a small thing too close for too long. It's time to put the small thing aside and find the God in the process. Find the God life inside of us. You know, I am constantly amazed by the number of miracles that have happened in this building. Really? Absolutely. New life coming is a miracle in every sense. For Morgan and Sus, new life is a miracle. The number of people that I've seen walk into this building cynical about God. But over time, new life has formed. The miracle of life has come. The Holy Spirit renewing us. The number of people that have told me that, you know what, if I walked into this building, the roof would fall in. It hasn't yet. Come on, there's new life here. The Holy Spirit wants to bring new life inside of us. All we have to do is engage with Him because He's right here, right now, wanting to help. If you don't believe what I'm saying, and of course you do, but if you don't believe what I'm saying, have a look on our app. Have a look at some of the testimonies, some of the stories of people saying, you know what, I'm a different person for walking into this building. And you know what, they are. Because inside, where new life is happening, it's the work of the Holy Spirit right there. There's more here than meets the eye. Don't look to the external, look at the internal. Because what's happening inside is becoming eternal. Let's engage with the Holy Spirit today. Thirdly, how does the Holy Spirit save me? He empowers me. You know, there's a battle inside all of us to do the right thing. The Apostle Paul, who wrote most of the New Testament, said in Romans, I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. Do you feel like that? I know I do at times. And the Holy Spirit is here to help you to say yes to the right things and no to the wrong things. All of us have a bias towards sin. We don't have to teach our children how to be selfish. Put two toddlers in a room with one toy that they both want. It's innate in us. It's normal in us. But we do need power to be able to choose the right thing. And the Holy Spirit is there with us always to help you see because the holy spirit is in you he's there when you go to church because the holy spirit is in you he's there as you gather as a family over a meal because the holy spirit is in you he is there when you're at a restaurant a pub a club because the holy spirit is in you he is right there in the middle of when you're gossiping lying cheating. The Holy Spirit doesn't leave in those moments because we need the Holy Spirit more yeah. in the middle of our sin. The Holy Spirit is in us, always championing us, always going, hey, that decision, make a different one. Hey, that decision, make a better one. Yeah. The Holy Spirit, does, Spirit doesn't lose it. Oh, sorry. The Holy Spirit doesn't go away when we're in our sin. The Holy Spirit is right there empowering us To make a better choice, he is constantly trying to engage with us. Titus 2, verses 11 and 12 For the grace of God has been revealed, bringing salvation to all people, and we are instructed to turn from godless living and sinful pleasures. We should live in this evil world with wisdom, righteousness, and devotion to God. Who wants a bit more wisdom? Who wants a bit more righteousness? Who wants a bit more devotion to God? Engage with the Holy Spirit today because He's there. He's wanting to be involved in your life. Finally, how is the Holy Spirit saving me? He's saving me because He secures me. The Holy Spirit is like an anchor to my soul. In psychology, there's a hierarchy of basic human needs that was put together by a guy by the name of Maslow. Feel free to have a look at that in your own time. But within the hierarchy of needs, he is supposed, and it's been taught for decades, he is supposed that basic human needs include security, belonging, love, esteem, knowledge, meaning, self-awareness, personal growth, and fulfillment. Every single one of those needs can be met in you by the Holy Spirit. A basic human need from God's perspective has already been settled for you. You see, the Holy Spirit points towards Jesus so that we're secure in our salvation. This isn't just wishful thinking. The Holy Spirit points towards Jesus to say, you know what, you belong to God's family. You're adopted. The Holy Spirit points towards Jesus saying, you are loved, esteemed and valued by God. John three sixteen for God so loved the world. For God so loved you. He sent Jesus. Life has meaning when we're living at God's way. Self-awareness and growth comes from knowing how God has created you. Fulfillment comes when we're living out God's purposes in our lives. You can be secure in the knowledge of God because of the Holy Spirit's work in you today. 2 Corinthians 1 verses 21 and 22. It is God who enables us along with you to stand firm for Christ. He has commissioned us. He has identified us as His own by placing the Holy Spirit in our hearts as the first instalment that guarantees everything that He has promised. Just for a moment, what do you put a first instalment down on? You normally put a first instalment down on a big purchase, right? You put a first instalment down on a car where you pay this much now, but you get this much. You put a first instalment down on a house You pay this much now, but you get this much. The Holy Spirit is our first instalment. The Holy Spirit, and I don't even know how this is possible, is the this much. God Himself is the this much. So we can get this much that He has promised. We can be secure because of the Holy Spirit's work in our lives. In conclusion this morning and as the band comes, pastors Tony and Kath originally named the church Victory Christian Centre because it was their desire to have a centre filled with victorious Christians. You see, it's possible to attend victory but not actually live in victory. How we live in victory is through engaging with the Holy Spirit on a daily basis if I can ask you to stand, I'm gonna pray in just a moment. As I've been speaking this morning, maybe you've realised that you've made the third person of the Godhead the third wheel in your relationship. Maybe the Holy spirit you've realised the Holy Spirit's been speaking, but we're not listening. Maybe we've taken offence and we've let our heart grow hard or cold. Maybe our conscience Has become seared. Well, a couple of weeks ago, Shane Willard preached a message on my deliverance about how to have clean hands, a pure heart, and a sweet taste through engaging with the Holy Spirit. You know, maybe you've realized that our self reliance and our need to be in control has meant that we've pushed the Holy Spirit out of the driver's seat and we've got back in ourselves. If you find yourself in one of those spots today, I want to pray for you. The good news is, church, your one decision off way of re-engaging with the Holy Spirit. And as every eye is closed here this morning, and even at home, as every eye is closed, if you would like me to include you in a prayer to re-engage with the Holy Spirit so that you can be secured, so that you can be renewed, why don't you just raise your hands right now and I'll pray for us. Holy Spirit, you see the hands. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your presence here. We thank you that always you wanna point towards Jesus, point towards a solution while walking alongside of us. Holy Spirit, I pray that for everyone who is here with hands raised, won't you help us? Won't you help us? To re engage with you today. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If you have any questions, please email us at admin at victorychurch.net.au.